And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. All right, welcome in. Back to the Futures. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. Lucy Burge over there on the East Coast at Lucille Burge on Twitter, Instagram. Give her a follow. The queen of prop bet in Major League Baseball. Uh, Lucy, how was the weekend? Weekend was awesome uh, after a week that was very weird with the Chris Sale injury. But this weekend, I went to Fenway last night for a Red Sox-Yankee game, which was an interesting uh, little experience to see that rivalry and where it stands now, which is not as fervent as it used to be. It was a little bit, the cheers were there, the Yankees suck cheers were there, but it's not the early 2000s rivalry anymore. It's very, uh, very like, oh, polite and and kind of of basic, I would say. It's the the basic B of rivalries right now. It's kind of meh. So yeah, the Red Sox lost that game, um, but you know otherwise it's it's been a, it's been a very uh, very low key weekend I would say. How was your weekend, Ben Sprague? Uh, mine weekend was great. The only unfortunate part is I was forced to go camping for a night. Um, I'm a oh. pretty heavy city guy, so camping's really not my thing. I got a million mosquito bites. Uh, you know, I didn't catch any fish, so you know I've, oh. had be- I've had better weekends. But my kids had a good time, and that's I guess what's the most important. Uh, other than that's that, that's what matters. Just- Lucy, baseball's been great. Might beat all the bad teams, but they can't beat any of the good teams because producer Zach, his Mets are just unstoppable right now. They beat the Phillies unstoppable. today. It is, uh, it's kind of funny is when that happens. And I know you guys don't think it's funny in Boston because you want the Red Sox to be good, but it is kind of funny that when you get a traditional hardcore rivalry and it loses its, there's no doubt it loses its luster when one team is thriving and the other team has just completely completely exploded from where they once were 1000 percent, and that's what it is they're not in a dead heat you look at the standings yeah. up on the green monster which of course i did yankees at the top red sox dead last so there's no nothing to rival there's no like we know where everyone stands however speaking of props my tommy fam total bases prop hit right away in the red sox game tonight because he had a double so that has been good tommy fam the new total bases king Eric Hosmer the other day, and he didn't really come through. So now Tom, Tommy Pham has been the, the most exciting pickup for the Red Sox so far. Eric Hosmer, by all accounts, great guy, also doing well. But Tommy Pham is something else. I've uh, I've noticed your prop bets are – you're hitting it like an 80% clip almost every – you're giving mm-hmm. out three to four props, and you're doing a lot of like check X, check, 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 check. And I'm like, man, she, she keeps hitting those props. So keep giving those out to us on Twitter, at Lucille Burge. And uh, we look for that daily and all your great work at the BetQL Network because you're all over the uh, place right now. You are the prop queen, and we look for your guidance. Let me ask you, though, from baseball to football, Zach asked, I thought, a very good question before the show. Are you – have you dove into football yet? Has preseason – and we'll get to a lot today. We'll talk second-year quarterbacks here in a minute. And we'll also, of course, get to uh, some camp storylines that are going on, an interesting one happening in your neck of the woods. But I ask you – has has preseason football roped you in? Has have they gotten you to bite on football season yet, or does it feel too a little? Is it does it feel a little too summery still? And you're kind of still shifting with uh, America's once pastime in Major League Baseball. Yeah, so little by little, but I gotta tell you, Sprague, I am having a tough time switching gears from baseball to football because I, of course, watched a a, a little bit of the Patriots preseason game. But I just keep watching baseball games because you're watching 
the Red Sox, I still watch every single game and because you just have to do that. So I do it and it's, it's, it's still enjoyable for me sometimes. But you get the Mets going. The Mets, Zach's Mets are, and half my Mets, they're half mine as well at, at this point, are, <laughs> again, unstoppable. I claim them, Zach. I just have to say. Um, no, the, <laughs> they, they claim and affirm, as they say on TikTok now. I'm claiming the Mets. No, I watch the Mets. I watch some of the Field of Dreams game over preseason football. That's where I am. That's where my mind is right now. I can't switch gears because I had a dream a couple, I would say like a month ago that it's, it was November already and summer was over and I woke up in a panic because it's our, I'm like, oh no, it's already November. Looked out the window, still summer. I am scared for summer to end because I don't want the cold winter months but I think by the time, I think in a week or so, I'm going to be ready. But right now, it's a little early for me, even though I, of course, know what's going on. But to watch baseball right. for me right now is, is Trump's preseason football right now. It's a little early for me. Yeah, and I'm with you. Like, I don't want the freezing cold. We get a lot of rain out here. Sometimes we get some, like, sleet and some ice and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not as big a fan of that. But our falls are pretty nice over here in the Pacific Northwest. They They stay in, like the mid to high sixties, you know, the fall leaves are down, like evenings are nice, but man, I, I'm with you. Like when it gets to like week seven, week six ish type, that's when it starts to go down and you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to eat hot soup all day because it's freezing cold out, but I'm going to push back. I do disagree with yeah. you. Preseason football has got me. They, they, they got their hooks yeah. in me. I'm all in. We had a lot of second year quarterbacks. Hey, what's this guy going to be? happened on Friday and over the weekend. And I, I, I do want to start there. Um, we'll get into a little baseball stuff as huge news with Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh. And what happened there. Lucy still has a baseball review she needs to give us. And a major league pitcher that may or may not have actually gotten hurt the way that they described it. But let's start with football. Zach Wilson suffers a knee injury in preseason game one for the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. It looks awful. He gets helped off. And immediate thought from everybody on Twitter was torn ACL. Dude's out for the year. Like, oh, no, here we go. Turns out his test came back okay. He's going to have to have surgery. We think it's a torn meniscus, but I think the timetable of it is still a little undecided right now. Um, but, yeah, this is one of those should Zach Wilson be playing in preseason game topics because, unfortunately, as rare it is, is as it is, Lucy, when this happens – Everybody kind of naturally goes there. Why is this guy playing? Zach Wilson suffering a huge injury for the Jets in game one. This is not great. And as Aaron Rodgers said recently, he doesn't like playing in preseason games for this reason. This is the reason because you get hurt before the season even starts completely, by the way, it destroys the MILF narrative that I was all ready to jump all over and keep an eye on what he is doing and see if it matches up with the absolute confidence boost that came with us finding out about his MILF thing that he has going on. But now all his momentum is gone. If he isn't ready by week one, which there, I mean, he's not supposed to be ready by week one. So, no, okay, where's the, the mo momentum gone? out the window like this this guy yeah. like just ugh, it's it's frustrating to see this because you're looking at him as like maybe they're gonna have a great season maybe the jets can really do something and make some noise i don't know now because of the momentum is now kind of fading away to see is he gonna be ready don't know because he played in a preseason game it's not great no and i i could i can hear the response you know robert sala the head coach of the the jets 
I can hear guys just like him, and I'm 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 more on this this side as well. Like he's a second year quarterback. There's huge expectations, and you want to see him show some improvement. And look, even if it's for a series or if it's a first quarter or whatever, you still want to see him out there and do it. You know, you don't want to play in Rodgers. You don't want to play Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to play Josh Allen. I get it. Like we saw what they are. They they all play at MVP levels at their peaks. I don't need him to prove anything in game one of the preseason. But if you look right. at the second-year guys, and we didn't get into this last week, but it was something I wanted to talk about. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Davis Mills. Now, obviously, Mills and the Texans are going to be one of the worst teams. I actually think Fields and the Bears, oh. I, I love the under for them at six and a half. But, Lucy, this is, you know, could be the next crop of quarterbacks, right? Like, Brady is going to phase out at some point, whether that's 50 or 45. Manny's if he comes gone. back. Breeze is gone. Right, if he comes back. But <laughs> this this is the group of players we look at, right? Like Allen, Mahomes are going to be a little older than these guys. If these guys can hit, and that's the big question with them, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Davis Mills, how many are going to hit? How many are going to potentially not be franchise guys? It's just a huge question mark with every single one of them, given how year went for some of them who got to play and others who didn't. Exactly. I think the biggest question mark actually is Mac Jones right now because during the Really? Uh, the, he made the playoffs. Well, he did. However, I don't know how based on the reports coming out of Patriots training camp, it's not looking great. Like the, a lot of negativity, even a lot of reporters who are generally very positive I don't have a lot of things to spin right now. Can't spin these things. One reporter tweeted out that his girlfriend, Sophie, being there at practice is the only thing he had to smile about that day. That's how bad it was. It was, it's just not the promising out during the off season when he redid his whole diet, his, his routine, his, his exercise routine, everything. And he looks absolutely ripped and jacked. So, okay, he's going to come out just guns blazing. And it's, it's really exciting. We've got our franchise quarterback of the future is Mac Jones now solidified. And I don't know now because the coaching situation with the Patriots could have, could that affect him at all? I don't know. He sounds more mature. He sounds more impressive and developed as a leader than he did last season. So there is hope there. But that's why it's such a question because I, we, we haven't really seen anything from him yet. So I am very, not skeptical, but I am very not going in with high expectations right now as high as they were before for Mac Jones. So that's a question mark well, I see. Davis Mills obviously is not, you know, that was it's kind of an underwhelming start to uh, the season for him with this preseason game. But yeah, that, so it's not really a question, but Mac Jones is, is questionable to me right now. Well, and I, I see in our chat, because I, I love talking to everybody in the chat as the show's going on, and it says only issues, the Bears' schedule is really easy. And I would argue it's actually easy yeah. for the teams the Bears are playing more than <laughs> it is the Bears who are playing them. I, I just, I am not a believer in that team at all. Uh, Justin Fields basically saying, hey, guys, this isn't great. Um, I know they went defensive-minded with Eberflus. We'll see. Maybe they'll surprise me. They'll hit the over of six and a half wins. I just, I think Minnesota's going to be better. So there you go. I, tough to beat them. Green Bay, even without Devontae Adams in, in Green Bay, it's going to be tough to beat the Packers. Uh, and, hey, maybe the Lions will bite kneecaps and take a team out to the middle of the ocean and bury them as they tread the water. Lions, I just, man. I don't I, – I'm rooting I'm for the Lions. the Lions. I just don't have a lot of yeah. faith. I know. I know. I think you and I are both taking uh -huh. the over of their win, win total, which is like six and a half. I just don't have a lot of faith 
in that Bears team. I think this is a this is a full rebuild, and I think they needed a rebuild last year, but they brought it back. And I think what we're going to see is Justin Fields. Yes, he's going to struggle. He's also going to have some great moments, but he, I think, could potentially be limited by what he has on the roster, right? You're a product of your roster, and the Bears roster is not amazing. So I kind of look at the Bears, you know, they're six and a half with Justin Fields. I, I lean the under, I think about right about five or six is where this team is going to be sitting this season. Um, but he's going to be a tough question mark even at the end of the year unless he is just absolutely awful to really gauge. He could also play really well, and we feel like we have those answers. But of these six quarterbacks, Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, Jones, Mills, like what do you think the percentage is going to be of the guys that we walk away from and say, I feel really good about where that's going, or I feel like they can get even better. They showed it in glimpses. Wilson's obviously out, so it's really just the five. You don't sound like you're very high on Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence is playing in Jacksonville. I just you see what I'm saying about these second year guys? It's gonna be a lot of tough situations. Trey Lance probably has the best roster of any of the quarterbacks on this list. Well, this is why I think Trey Lance is going to be the superstar coming out of the second year quarterback list here because he had a great preseason week one and the 49ers have their shiny new toy. They can say Jimmy Garoppolo, who Trey Lance, here he is. I think he's going to be the standout of all of them. And I have this very strange feeling about the Jaguars this season and Trevor Lawrence the way even back in June, July, he was talking about Doug Peterson and praising him and how much leadership he obviously has, how it's, it's huge to be under his tutelage, like all this stuff. And he get he said um, he gets our personality. He doesn't get too high or too low. It's really important to have that if you're going to be a really good head coach, especially in the NFL. All these things praising him. Getting out from under Urban Meyer and the weight of that horrible way that he ran the team they could just fly away after that and be like, this is better than what we had before. And that could propel them. And I have this weird feeling that they could be the surprise of the season besides the Lions. Because as Zach is reminding us in the chat, that first Hard Knocks episode was absolutely unbelievable. I There were little sneaky, funny things like like Dan Campbell, the, those new helmets that the Lions have. He, called, he said, oh, it's really tough for you guys to wear those hats, huh? Just him calling them hats. Like Dan Campbell, everything he says is hysterical to me. So love that. Love the, the Lions. But the Jaguars to me and Trevor Lawrence, I would look at the over of six and a half because maybe not to win the AFC South, but I don't think they're going to be as terrible as as some would think this season. I, 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 I well, just have this feeling about the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, we talked about MVP stuff a week ago and I, I threw at you a very, it's a sleeper and I don't think realistically is it going to happen? No, but if you're looking for good odds, throw a couple bucks on Trevor Lawrence, I think was plus 4,000. Now a lot of things would have to go his way to win an MVP, but they're plus 750 to win that division. Let me ask you this. Doug Peterson's a good coach. How much do you trust the Colts if Matt Ryan goes down for four weeks? I think that's that's the thing you have to play in when you when you're making these picks, these futures bets. That's something to think about as the Jags are plus 750 to win the AFC South. Something to consider is Matt Ryan's a little up there in the age ladder. He takes one bad uh, yeah. bad shot and and his season could be over. He could be out a substantial amount of time. I know you don't want to see it happen, but it possibly can happen. More NFL training camp stuff including something Lucy alluded to there. Uh, we'll make some stops around NFL training camp, get to some baseball, and get Lucy's review. Back to the Futures, off and rolling. We're next on the BetQL Network. 
Hey, it's Chelsea Messenger from the Daily Tip, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. We need a pick. You have Bradley Beal. Yeah, you guys have Damian Lillard. We sold out with Brad, without Damian Lillard on the floor. He was like We've never had in the, a hospital. We never had the help that you all had in D.C. We just never had no, the No, we just have guys. a better fan base. Okay, well, it's Portland. Can I just tell you? Yes, hey, exactly. Hey, nobody's vacationing to Portland. I'll tell you one thing. What did, what did, what did Joel, uh, Joe Kim Noah say? Nobody. What's so good about Cleveland? Cleveland. I don't hear anybody wants to go to vacation to Cleveland. People Same stay, thing for Portland. People stay in Portland once they oh, go to Portland. can't wait to go to Portland this summer. CJ it's going to be lit. CJ McCollum still has his house in Portland. CJ McCollum's weird. Terry Porter had a house in Portland. Also a weird man. Damon Stoudemire kept his house in Portland. Three strikes are out. Rasheed Wallace had his house in Portland. This is just Jeez. belittling Wallace. at this point. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stab. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he. I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this this warmly about a quarterback that is now on his roster. You could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level. And to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm listening daily. Brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I, I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And that's why I that, that's why I started to seek help. And, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've I've been working with a therapist. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, we're back, and we got a lot to get to. Um, It's getting hot. It's getting heated during the commercial breaks. That's when I know football season's here is we are yelling at each other. Zach is all in. Kenny Pickett's going to win the MVP. I think he said he's going to win a Lombardi trophy this year. No, he didn't really say that. But we will talk about all of these because I find – I think there's <laughs> Lucy can bounce. There's a lot 
of interesting things going on right now in the National Football League despite preseason. I get it. Lucy, I'm with you here. It's not that appealing. Eventually, you get to every game and you go, uh, yeah, I don't know that guy. Turn. And you watch baseball or you watch, I don't know, the U.S. Women's Open, I, whatever you want to watch, right? This storyline's interesting. You hit on this in the first segment. We didn't dive into it. So New England and Mac Jones. A lot of people had expectation yeah. Mac Jones will take the step. He got his diet in order. He put his body in shape. I give him a lot of credit. I'm known as kind of a Mac Jones hater, but I give him the credit of I'm doing what I need to do on my end to try to get better. Well, what's the franchise giving him? What, what we do know, Lucy, is the last couple years for Tom Brady, I know they won a Super Bowl in 18, but the last couple years, he didn't really have much. There wasn't a whole lot there for Tom Brady to be moving and having successful offenses with, right? He goes to Tampa Bay. It's a world of difference. We know Belichick doesn't necessarily always get the best weapons for offense. I find it interesting that in year two, a huge season for Mac Jones, Lucy, Belichick's response and answer to an offensive happy league is I'm going to let Matt Patricia, my former defensive coordinator, and Joe Judge, my former special teams coach, they're going to flip a coin and call plays on either a a play-by-play basis or a week-by-week basis. And I just have to ask you out there in Boston, how hard are Patriots fans freaking out right now? Because I can tell you on the West Coast, I saw this, and I just thought it was hilarious. This dude really thinks he's going to win with that offensive philosophy? This is sending people into a tizzy, shall we say. People are freaking out because as this was happening during the game, I saw on Twitter as I was in and out of the game watching this, on Twitter, people were like, what is going on? Very confused because you trust Belichick. Whatever Belichick does, you think there's a long game to this. He knows down the line how this is going to help. If it's not how if it doesn't make sense right now, it will at some point and it'll all come together. And you'll say, Oh, he was doing Bella chess instead of and everyone else is playing checkers. But this is a little bit confusing. I don't quite understand what he's trying to do, except that he's trying something that he hasn't been done. And so he's, he has a roadmap, but when he's asked about this, he's very defensive. So there is an exchange with a reporter when he's been asked about this. So the reporter, after that first preseason game said, you mentioned earlier with the offensive play caller, you're going through a process because what Belichick said when he was asked about it is the team is going through a process, just like everything else. We're going through a process with this, everything else with this team. He cut the reporter off when the reporter said, what do you need to see? He said, I don't need to see anything. Just we're going through a process. Simple as that. The reporter follows up, says it's just uh, just a little bit of an unusual situation, which it is for us that have watched you guys before. Belichick said, what do you want me to do? (laughs) The reporter Mm -hmm. said, I guess we're just looking for a little clarity as to why we're seeing what we're seeing. Belichick says, great. Yeah, going through a process. That's not clear. There's no clarity. We are in the fog as much as before. No clue. He is defensive or he's just thinking his ego, thinking everyone else is stupid and I'm really smart and you'll all see that this is going to work even though in the back of my mind, I am now wondering, is this going to work? People are confused. People are very, very worried, I think, about this. Because Matt Patricia, I don't know why Belichick is so fond of Matt Patricia, uses the word awesome, when talking about him, Belichick doesn't say awesome, usually, but about Matt Patricia, he does. So, I mean, you have a rocket scientist on board. It sounds great, but when they're – this is a confusing situation. Very confusing. 
Well, I mean, look no further than Vegas, our good friends over there in the desert. And we love to talk about futures bets and odds and whatever here on the BetQL network and the Odyssey app. The Patriots over under is eight and a half. Like anybody yeah. that's listening and going, oh, here we go. Belichick's not a great coach. No, no, no. Nobody's saying that. But the over under is eight and a half. To win the AFC East, just the division is plus 500. And so I, I'm just merely wondering every great coach in sports, well, seemingly every great coach, always has a moment at the end when they don't quite have it, right? The fastball goes a little bit and they don't quite have the curve or whatever, the changeup. And I, I'm not saying this year is it for him at all. This dude is clearly engaged. He's still running this franchise. He's still there. And they made the playoffs last year, despite getting absolutely annihilated in their playoff game. But like, I just look at New England, and I, I cannot help but wonder aloud, how is this team truly going to win? Maybe he's signing up for a lot of 10 to 6 games. And if you win, it doesn't matter. But at some point, you do have to ask legitimate questions about what the offensive philosophy is and just the, we're on to Seattle. Answers are not always going to get by with people. And if Mac doesn't, if he struggles, who are people going to point to? They're not going to point at Mac. They'll say, well, Mac didn't have a great game. And then somebody's going to retort, yeah, Joe Judge called his plays. Or right. so-and-so is, is starting because so-and-so is injured and they didn't have much depth. I just, I think it's fair to wonder what this philosophy is. And if you can truly win at the highest of levels, with an approach that he's taking, where a guy I watched called defensive plays for this team five years ago is now the offensive coordinator. It's just, you don't see this often. It's very rare. And you're right. He's trying to play Bella chess and we'll see if it happens. Every great coach, Bill Jackson, Greg Popovich, Don Shula, every great coach gets passed by at some point. And he's what, 70 years old. He's damn near 70 years old. So yeah, I just, and, I, and I, I got to wonder with yeah. new England. Exactly. No, you absolutely do. And there were times last season, because it's funny you say that, where I thought after last season, will Belichick retire? Because he has spoken about plans for the, his son is one of his coaches. Will he just kind of pass it on to his son and it'll be the family business? But you wonder, when will he retire? Because without last season, it seems like there were times when he was done. I mean, it, it, you look at it and he doesn't want to end that way. He doesn't want to end with a whimper in his historic greatest coach of, of all time career. Mm -hmm. And if he ends, and that's why you, it's the same thing with Brady. And that's why these two are parallels in many ways, Brady, you wonder, should he have stayed retired? Should he have retired, you know, at, at, at different points where, when will he, can he go, will Brady end his career on a high or will it be like what his father said? And he will end in a very bad way. His father said, it's not going to end well. Brady's father did. So I don't know what Belichick is doing here. If he, his thought process for the rest of his career, is he going to retire after this season? Is he going, I don't, I don't know what he's doing or what he's, he's thinks he's trying to do, but it's concerning. I think if this is how it's going to be, I'm a little concerned about this season for this team. Although I do still like the over on their win total because there's part of me that's still, I trust Belichick and he'll figure it out. They always figure it out. But this is what happened last season. They didn't figure it out. And that's where the concern comes in. And it's like, okay, well, new and improved Mac Jones, figure it out with Belichick with, with, right. with the weapons around him are an issue too. And it's like, I need to just see week one of the regular season, how this team lays it all out and how they're actually going to play this season will be determined in week one, I think.
Uh, I ask you, his former quarterback, Tom Brady, another year coming back, his, his plans basically got exposed. And Back to the Futures told you about this about a month or two ago, that the Miami story was right there, and nobody talked about it nationally. And then it basically was confirmed, and it was yeah. like, oh, man, this happened. And we're like, yeah, it was reported on, but nobody was talking about it, that Tom Brady wanted to leave Tampa. That's what his goodbye post was. It wasn't a retirement thing for the world. It was just for Tampa. He was going to go to Miami. Yeah and become an owner slash quarterback. Well, it got leaked. Flores filed the lawsuit, and it got ended. That that plan got uh, the kibosh put on it. So Tom Brady comes back another year with Tampa. He has taken immediate leave of absence from camp. He's out until the end of August. I, I mean, is this a story for you, or is this a, hey, he's 45, he's Tom mother bleeping Brady. He can take some time off and be okay. This is very weird. This is so bizarre to me. And by the way, going back to the Flores lawsuit, all began with a text from Bill Belichick. Belichick, if he did that on purpose, texting Flores and instead of Dayball, he's genius. He is an absolute, this is what I talk about, the long game. He knew exactly what he was doing, if he's doing this on purpose, because he might have... He might have done it by accident, but I don't think so. I think he did all this on purpose, and this came out as a result of it, which is kind of amazing to me, but... The Brady situation is so unlike him that it is kind of like I wish he'd stayed retired almost because he's not the competitive Brady that you look up to and you look to to inspire you in your own life. This is vacation Tom. This is not what I tune in for. I don't. I tune in for Brady who has prepared 100 hours every, every week for a, more than that even for this game and not be like, oh, I'm going to take a leave of absence with no – information so you first see this news and you you think not the worst but you think someone in his family is you're worried about him someone in his family could be sick his mom has had cancer in the past she's in remission right now but you were you think okay something bad happened to him i'm worried about him they did say it's not anything to do with the health of brady or his family so at least they cleared that up but the reports are that he's just on vacation like this is a pre-planned vacation with giselle and the kids and they go to costa rica or something like that i don't want my quarterback doing that if i'm a buccaneers fan just leaving preseason and i and i know brady should not be playing in preseason because you see what happened to zach wilson but he should be with the it's a weird optic it's a very strange optic for tom brady to be doing this for a, even a veteran quarterback to be doing this and i kind of am i turning on Tom Brady because of this I don't really think so but I could see it happening and also is he gonna come back <laughs> is my question what where is he where did he go is he gonna come back because the timetable is so vague it is so vague so he said uh, uh that there he's going to be away till the end of August or sometime around then what the what in the world does that mean around this time around week you know what well, maybe he'll be back for week one we don't know what is going on in Tampa Bay? I, I don't, I worry that Brady's not coming back. That's my biggest concern. He's just, just, he I also, he's dodging, he's dodging Dolphins questions. That's what I think it is. He just doesn't want well, to talk about he, it. He doesn't he want to answer his questions. Yeah, he literally, I don't think he can actually legally, from the players' union standpoint, actually talk about that because, it, well, it didn't happen. So you talk about it. It's may fall under tampering of some sort. I don't know. But, uh, his teammates seem to be okay with it. I'll tell you that much. They don't seem to be all that mad. I, I do agree. Uh, if Rodgers did this, the media would be all over him. Th that's oh, the beauty yeah. of being Brady, though. Brady, Brady's won seven championships. He can do that. Aaron Rodgers continues to lose at home in the playoffs in the first game. That's why he can't get away with it quite the same 
Uh, and that he's also admitting he did drug use this off season and Tom Brady's not, but I'm, I'm largely with you. Yeah. That's L- another let me, thing. Uh, well, I mean, no, it's, psychedelic, but it's working for him. It's working for him. Leave it alone. Let hey. him do all the psychedelic drugs he wants. If it's working, his tattoo is, is beyond what we can even comprehend because we don't have astrology degrees or whatever he said. So I don't know what's weirder Brady just skipping out and, and being MIA and all of this, or Aaron Rodgers taking psychedelic drugs. And what is going on with quarterbacks right now? Like this quarterbacks I, are losing their minds. <laughs> Quarterbacks are getting a little weird. I, I'll just say this on the, the Rodgers front. I'll defend Rodgers a little bit. I mean, I, I live in Portland, Oregon. So you talk about psychedelic drugs. I'm not really going to get all that upset. I, you know, my neighbors yeah. probably doing it right now. That's what we do out here. So yeah. he's a West Coast guy. What, what do you want from him? He's a West Coast dude. He went to Berkeley. He probably got really weird in college. And that weird's never going to go anywhere. Uh, let me ask you of another franchise that's in a weird position. The Steelers, Lucy. They get a win yesterday, like literally at the buzzer. Kenny Pickett throws a winning touchdown against the Seahawks preseason game. Yeah, preseason. Kenny Smallhand Pickett's. Uh, they got Mitch Trubisky as the starter. Can Kenny? Will Kenny Pickett come in? The Steelers are an interesting one too. By the way, when you look at futures bets and their odds in the AFC North, because they're not the Ravens, they are not the Bengals, and they're not. They're surely not the Browns, at least for now, until Watson gets the hammer laid on him. Um, what do you think about the Steelers? Mike Tomlin never having a below 500 season. Will we see uh, Kenny Pickett sooner rather than later? And can he lead this team as a sneaky good last wild card type spot in the AFC? I think he can. And I think this could be another one of those sneaky teams this season. Especially there's there's hype. And I think, you know, he threw a 26-yard touchdown pass in on Saturday night. So I... I don't, I, yeah, I think he, he I threw think it he seven could. yards. I watched this game. He dink and dunked the whole game. He had like 17 completions for 90 yards. He didn't necessarily light up the football field. A lot of dinking and dunking. Eh, okay. We'll see if you could do it, but okay. Sorry to interrupt. Move the narrative around. No, move, move the narrative yeah. around. And then, yeah, the Steelers, yeah. Steelers are hit over on that win total. No, I think they could do it. I think, I think there are going to be some sneaky teams this season where there will be a team that is the story of the season, much like the Bengals last year, but a team that can actually do it can win the Super Bowl as a, a super underdog, maybe, or get us. It's going to be another Bengals, not the Bengals, but a, a team like the Jaguars. Could it be the Steelers? It is quite possible, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. A lot of futures odds, by the way, just told Kenny Pickett, favorite to win rookie of the year for offense, plus 700. So some interesting odds to think about there. He could get the start pretty quickly if Mitch Trubisky, who I think got booed when he threw an interception in practice, uh, people mm-hmm. ready to move on from him rather quickly. Uh, big loser of the weekend for the NFL, no doubt about it. You let Deshaun Watson play, it's disgusting, it's gross. And he's him for the year. Too. Never do that again. That's embarrassing for your league. We have a lot to get to. Baseball and Lucy's Review. We do it next. Back to the Futures and the BetQL Network. Joe Ostrowski here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, 9 to noon Eastern on your home for wagertainment. The BetQL Network.
sports bettors get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. I will be curious. I don't think the win total is going up because of hard knocks necessarily. I feel like this is going to make people just like the Lions. Not me, like, not even betting on them a lot, but just like wanting to see them succeed, not wanting to ever bet unders on them, like hoping they do well. And there's going to be like a general optimism and positivity around this team. And then I'm going to have to be like the Grinch. That's like, I don't think they're going to be very good. Oh, and give me a three. I I hope that the optimism around the Lions provides us with an Eagles minus three in week one. That's what I (laughs) can. Can you imagine? And and by the way, that number is coming down for people who have not followed the week one market. It'll just be interesting to see like how much that the vibe around the show kind of filters into betting markets, but just converse, really more conversations about betting. Like it's not like the number's going to move because Dan Campbell gave an inspirational speech. You better you bet three to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. We need a pick. You have Bradley Beal. Yeah, you guys have Damian Lillard. We sold out with Brad, without Damian Lillard on the floor. He was like We've never had in the, a hospital. We never had the help that you all had in D.C. We just never had no, the we just have a rest. better fan base. Okay, well, it's Portland. Can I just tell you? Yes, hey, exactly. nobody's vacationing to Portland. I'll tell you one thing. What did, what did, what did Joel, uh, Joe Kim Noah say? Nobody. What's so good about Cleveland? Cleveland. I don't hear anybody wants to go to vacation to Cleveland. People Same stay. thing for Portland. People stay in Portland once they oh, go to Portland. can't wait to go to Portland this summer. CJ it's going to be lit. still has his house in Portland. CJ McCollum's weird. Terry Porter had a house in Portland. Also a weird man. Damon Stoudemire kept his house in Portland. Three strikes, you're out. Rasheed Wallace had his house in Portland. This is just Rasheed belittling Wallace. at this point. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during the training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stabbing. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves, is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this, this warmly, about a quarterback that is now on his roster, you could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level. And to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. You know, sometimes with shows, some of the best content is the content that's never used. And uh, we got some of that a a little bit during our commercial break here. Uh, Welcome back to the Back to the Futures. Welcome back to Back to the Futures. That's a weird thing to say out loud, but welcome back nonetheless. BetQL Network, our affiliate stations everywhere, the Odyssey app, wherever you find us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Lucy Burge over there on the East Coast. I'm Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. As uh, we were basically dialing up the fact that Lucy admitted she doesn't like concerts. We then were all like stumped, like, wait, you don't live, like live music. Why? And we said, well, what concerts have you seen? And she goes, I've, I've been to plenty of great concerts. I've been to <laughs> Britney Spears, and I've been to the Counting Crows, and 
I've been to Avril Lavigne and Nickelback. And I, I, Matt, there, Nickelback, Matchbox Twenty. Well, no, it was we, Counting we all Crows. Were just like, counting, oh. counting Crows opening for Matchbox Twenty, which is, I mean, to me, on that is a dream come true for me. A double However, dose of just dog crap. Here you go, four hours of music I, that not everybody likes. I had a great time at all of those concerts, but when I think about it now, I think, okay, so the process of getting to a show, waiting outside, waiting in line, getting to the, and, it's, and you wait and you wait for the opening act to finish. And then you sit and then the music is like, what, what do you do with your hands while you're, while you're listening with the whole thing, the whole thing I had to come to her. I was like, what is it that I dread so much? And you know what it is just in general. I had to come to this realization. I just don't like live music. I don't like it at all. Play me. I don't a believe CD. it. I don't play I don't me. Think, no, I don't. I, no, 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 I, no, no, I no, no, truly, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna truly, truly, you. truly. <laughs> no, you, you think you don't like live music and then you go to an actual good concert and you go, mm. live music's awesome. I, I can okay, interrupt you know, everything you just said of why you don't like. Okay. First of all, waiting in line. Like, what is this? 1994? Show up to the concert 10 minutes before it starts, walk in like a normal human being, go to your seat. Second of all, I live in Portland, Oregon, so I'm just to be straight front with you. You do a little ganja, you get a little beer, you go to your seat, some opening act you've never heard of. Hey, welcome in, Bob Smith. And you're like, I've never heard Bob Smith. Let's see what he's about. You see the people who like Bob Smith, you kind of wonder, how do they know about Bob Smith, but I don't. But you jam anyway. What do you do? You just kind of do some shoulder acts. You know, what do you do with your hands? Nobody's doing anything with hands. You just kind of... Uh, uh, just keep it here. Yeah, you're 10 and 2. 10 and 2. You drink your beer, you get it done. You know the opening act's going, or the, the, the main act is going to be a little late. So what do you do? You get up, I don't like get that. another beer, uh, or you step out and you have a little dog walker. You know what a dog walker is? A little uh, joint. I, you go out, yes. you come back in, hold on. The, the main act comes out, and when you have a good main act, it blows your mind. Lauren Hill performed at a smaller venue here in Portland. She was an hour and a half late to her start time. We were all sitting with no air conditioning in this compact little venue. Lauren Hill came out. I was upset. I was hot. I was dizzy. She started performing. Lucy, I forgot about it. I forgave yeah. her, and I had an experience. And that's all I'm saying is good live music can change everything, and I just don't know if you've had it in your life. This is true, I guess, but – I also did see Bruce Springsteen at Gillette and that was pretty good. I'm not pretty. I mean, that was, I, I had a great time at that. That was amazing. I think my there problem is I, I, I think, I think I just need, but the process of getting there, the parking, the whole thing, just to see that. I mean, ugh, if I was going with, it depends on who you go with, I think too. And like, I went to a bunch with my mom. That was a blast. Like at that, the thing is though, when I think about it now, I'm not going to the whole thing just is, it seems like such a pain to me, the parking, the whole thing. But if I, yeah, Bruce was really good. I think the problem is I just, I think the problem is I just need to relax. Like if I was, if I relaxed, like you said, during the, the whole thing, I think it would be a better experience. But when I yes. think about live music, it's a big no for me. I'm not, oh, not huge on live music. I would rather do so many other things than go to a live show of any kind of it literally they say you know if the beatles were in if the beatles were in my backyard i wouldn't go the uh, paul mccartney was basically in my backyard at fenway and i had no interest whatsoever in going to that so i i don't yeah. it's live live music is not my favorite thing by a long shot not a okay fan that's fine music. i just make me a problem <laughs> sounds like you're at least willing to go to concerts make me a problem <clears throat> go with somebody other than your 
uh, go with somebody other than your parents. Maybe go find My mom another very five fun, foot four boyfriend. Okay, your mom is fun, but take the next short boyfriend you go with and go yes. to some live music. Get yourself a little dog walker, and you'll have a great yeah. time, and we'll hear back on the review of that. Speaking of that review, you oh. had something we didn't get to last week. Uh, it's baseball-esque related. It's very you bought something related. recently that's very close to you, near and dear to your heart, and we need a review of it. What is it, and what did you think of it? Okay, so I bought this candle. It is a Fenway Park candle, and it is supposed to smell like Fenway Park. That's what okay. it says on the candle. So I was at Fenway Park last night, and I will say not once did I smell the candle. Like, I wasn't like, oh, it smells like my candle in this place. No, but I, hmm. I think that what it does, what it does is it gives you an aura of being in the venue in which it is labeled as. So this is Fenway. And okay. when you smell it, you think, yeah, because they have, they have Yankee Stadium. They have a bunch of them. So I'm like, yeah. There's a little bit in there. There's a little bit of Fenway in there. What it does smell like is the, the soap in the bathroom, I would say, at Fenway. That's what it is. It's a little bit soapy at first. Then you get to what the, the middle of the, the layers of the candle scent are. Peanuts are in there. I will say there is a little bit of that. I, I recognize, It's recognizable to me, that aspect of it. Once you, you sniff the notes of the candle, as you do with a wine tasting or something, and you go, huh. This is the little little peanut scent in there, a little, little after smell of that. Yeah. So when I think of the smell of Fenway, as many people, when you, when you really think about what your ballpark smells like, what your favorite arena, stadium, anything smells like, it, it actually gets you thinking about what it means to you. But what I smell when I go to Fenway, the peanuts for sure when you're inside Fenway. But to me, the smell is sausage. And it's the sausage smoke when that – you walk to Fenway and that hits you. You're like, I'm home. I'm, I'm here. I am ready to rock and roll here. Not a live concert though. But the, this smell is satisfying to me. I'm satisfied with it. And it reminds me of Fenway mm. and I'm good with it. I, I think it is a solid candle. And if you are a okay. fan of the Red Sox, buy this candle. I'm not this is publicizing anything, but this candle, solid. And the other ballparks that they have as well, Wrigley Field is one of them. I'd be very interested to know what those smell like as well. Because it's a fascinating to me. It is a fascinating thing to think about what your favorite sports venue smells like to you and to put it into a candle. Is it feasible? Can it feasibly be done? Yeah, Evan, you know, Evan's in our chat saying he pissed beer and cigarettes. I mean, yeah, it's I get a lot of that. Some, well, some venues to put that in a candle. So it would be I tough, do wonder, but like, I, yeah. I tweeted well, this I out saying, and like, I got I, a lot of, I got a lot of this smell like failure. That was the big one. And I'm like, no, that's fine. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we know what their record is. Thank you very much. This candle is for all occasions, all years, all you know. It, this could have very well been in 2018, everybody. So, that's that's the candle. Solid. Like I get, I can tell you, we don't have a baseball team in Portland, but I've been to many Seattle Mariner games. Like if that candle doesn't smell like just garlic fries for four hours, then oh. it's not an accurate. That's all Seattle smells like. I don't know if you've ever been to T-Mobile Park, Safeco, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. The M- I think the All-Star Game is there next year. But uh, if you walk in, you just get garlic fries. And it's like an overwhelming garlic fry for like four hours. And eventually, you know, some people get them. I can't do garlic because of my guts. But, like, it's just that's all the candle would smell like. Whereas, like, if I go to the Moda Center where the Blazers play, it would be very section dependent on what it would smell like, right? If I'm on the lower 100 section – It'll be a mixture of the waff of the good lotion the players are wearing mixed with 
high-end cocktail mixed in with hot dog. If I'm up in right. the 300, it's going to start to smell a little squirrely. It's going to get a little backwards up there. So it really just be dependent on the section in which that candle was lit. Um, but Exactly. It depends on where you are. Yes, it depends on yeah, where you yeah, are yeah. in each stadium, too. It, it does depend. But it, right. see, that to you is what it smells like. It is, it's different for every stadium. And it, it does get you thinking, like, my experience is there, what it's like, how to embody it. I think it's fascinating. Yes. Uh, so good review there of the Fenway Park candle. Let, let's stay in baseball here. Uh, and by the way, it should be noted, check the tape a week ago and then check the tape of this show tomorrow. We have now in the last two weeks, all, all three, with Zach, me, and, and Lucy, we're all in on the Jags. I think we're riding this Jag yeah. train, plus 750 to win the AFC South. Again, they are maybe a Matt Ryan injury away from doing it. I don't think the Texans are going to be very good. Uh, obviously, we'll see what the rest of the vision is going to give you, but I kind of like that plus 750 action. Let's go to baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr., the Padres won the trade deadline for everybody. They got Juan Soto, and then him and Tatis are getting excited because Tatis was coming back. Turns out he gets suspended 80 games. He's out the rest of the year and next year as well. He's maintaining it was a ringworm medication. I, whatever he wants to say it was, he's busted for PEDs, and now Fernando Tatis Jr. is out again. First, it was a self-inflicted injury, and then he finally came back from that, and then boom, PED pop, he's out. I would rather probably say I was taking whatever, I'd like Balco, whatever that was, than say it was a ringworm medication. I would, I would not say that. Good mm. grief. This is, you, you hear this and you're like, are steroids really really horrible like can we just take them like everybody just take as many steroids as possible and just don't suspend really good blood no of course they're terrible but part of you is like why like just like just let it but it's a very interesting thing with this because there is as bob nightingale tweeted a dairy queen curse fernando tatis jr is the latest victim of the dairy queen curse so four players this season Dairy Queen has selected to market their ice cream and sandwiches. Bryce Harper, broken thumb, has been out since June 26th. Tim Anderson, broken finger, out six weeks. Cody Bellinger, hitting 210 with a 668 OPS. And now, Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended for PED use. So, I think this is Dairy Queen's fault and not ringworm medication. This is a Dairy Queen fix scam mm. job here. I think this is the latest curse to hit baseball. And I mean, the Padres also, their statement was very, very curt and very, we hope he learned his lesson. Yeah. I, we well, hope they're he pissed. Your they're, they're pissed in San yeah. Diego. They are absolutely, and they have a right to be. This is a franchise dude. He got the bag. This yep. is supposed to be the year they got Soto. And then he went and did this. It's just, it couldn't be more disappointing. Um, disappointing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And we'll see. I just, the Padres got Soto, sure, but they still got to lock him up to a contract. And the pitching is very, very questionable that is actually going to do it for us the music bed's playing which means our our show is over flies by every single time really does does. uh lucy we'll have more nfl to get into some college football to touch on next week thank you guys for tuning in it's been back to the future lucyberg brandon sprague we'll catch you next week on the betql network aaron hawksworth here download the free odyssey app now to watch and listen to the joes and me on betql daily presented by betmgm 9 to noon eastern the betql network